everyone. You are listening to the Unapologetically Speaking podcast, and you are on with Jamie Dinwiddie and Elisha Hill, where we come to you weekly discussing some of the most pressing issues pertaining to women. This week's topic is how great leaders overcome adversity. It's no secret. Life has its ups and downs. And as leaders, the question is not if you will face adversity, but when you face adversity, how will you handle it? A few months ago, we just introduced our leadership competency model that we designed for us women. And resilience is a behavioral competency that we associate with having a sound mind. Why? Because for us to have the focus to make decisions that transform us and the world around us, we must have the capacity to press through circumstances that aren't always in our favor. And so, Jamie, I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and say this. It has been <laughs> rough trying to yeah. record this podcast right here because yeah. we have had to overcome technical difficulties. We've had to overcome content issues. We've had over I mean, scheduling issues, scheduling issues. I mean, the list can go light <laughs> the list can go on and so I'm I don't know who this message is for out there but y'all I need you to take this opportunity to just soak it all in because it's probably for you yeah yeah I mean this episode has been we have not had one issue with any of our other episodes um to the extent that we've had issues trying to get this specific recording out and I think this um this this specific episode centered around adversity and resilience has been slated. It's been on the calendar for probably the past two months. And um, it's been delayed for many, many different reasons. And every time we turn around, it's an issue. And so I think that uh, the adversity that we faced is definitely fitting for the uh, topic <laughs> at hand today. Just simply even trying to have this conversation mm-hmm. very much so. Yeah, yeah. So so I think we appreciate the equipping that has yeah. enabled us to be able to share our thoughts and uh, around resilience and adversity and what what leaders do to um, to really kind of just keep going. And yeah. that's that's what we're here to do. We 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 love to serve. We love to help. And so we've got the press through. So here we are, both of us ready to share what we've learned about resilience. So let's go ahead and just do our deep dive. You ready? Ready. All right. So let's go ahead and take a deep dive into this wonderful topic of resilience. I think before we can even talk about resilience, we have to, like always, provide a definition. That's how we level set. And so resilience is the ability to become stronger, healthier, and more successful again and again and again, regardless of what obstacles we face in life. I love that definition because it really illustrates how it is an ongoing process to create Mm -hmm. um, a resilient, to, to create that character trait. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't stop. I think the thing that um, really 
the, the my favorite part of that definition is the again and again and again because resilience really is about that constant getting back up attitude mm-hmm. like I, when we were building and creating um this content the content for this episode the thing that I kept thinking about was the Rocky movies and that those were my favorite movies when I was growing up and the story of resilience that that Rocky had and so if you think about it if we think back to the movie Rocky um he was ultimately resilient because opponent was oftentimes they were stronger and more experienced he was able to take a hit again and again and again and he refused to be knocked out he mm-hmm. refused to be knocked down and that is what it, to the point where his opponents often got exhausted and they got tired because they mm-hmm. thought my god this guy is not gonna fall down he's not gonna quit and so he was able to leverage that resilience for um, himself to be the champion that he was um, in the movies. And I think that's really what resilience is about. It's oftentimes not always about the smartest person in the room or being the smartest person in the room. It's not always about being um, the most experienced. It's not always about um, having the most connections or the most money. A lot of times it's about who just won't stop, who won't give up. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many obstacles you face, how many times will you say, I'm going to get right back up and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to run that again. Mm -hmm. It it really produces a strength in you um, when you're able to get back up. I was um, Mm -hmm. listening to a book called Leadership earlier today by John Maxwell. And one of the things that I, I think is very close tied very closely to this topic is um, that, you know, leaders make new mistakes. And I thought that was interesting because it, it really speaks to, hey, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. But the way we get back up and how we learn and how we continue to fail forward really um, produces character in us. And so mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated just that that permission because oftentimes we don't feel like we don't give ourselves the permission to make mistakes but then um, what we build is resilience through those mistakes that we made and the learning that we choose to take with us and apply um, as we continue to move forward yeah you know and I really like that leaders make new mistakes because um, what it says to me is you're coming back stronger than you were before. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are a leader that's not making new mistakes and you're making the same mistakes over and over again, that's a whole nother conversation. But I definitely think it's okay to make new mistakes. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean that's um, I mean that's where you grow. You grow from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, you develop new character from your mistakes. So. I, I really like that. Leaders make new mistakes. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. And you know, I like to equate resilience as almost like a muscle. So you have to, in order for it to grow, you have to exercise it. You're not going to just go to sleep and wake up more resilient. That, that it doesn't happen that way. A lot of things don't happen that mm-hmm. way, you know, but I'm, but in this world, we, we want things to happen that way, but it just doesn't. And so People who are resilient exercise um, a positive attitude and are optimistic when there's absolutely no reason for them to be. 
like there's no reason. There's no reason. To I think we can all like. I, 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 that makes me laugh, and the reason it makes me laugh is because I've had moments in my life where it's like. I have every reason in the world to just be doom and gloom and but I'm just gonna you know smile through it mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh through it I am going to be optimistic about the opportunities that are, are that are ahead and 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 um you know I mean and and I mean it's kind of laughable because there are even times when I've ran into other people who it's like I commend you because you have absolutely no reason to say mm-hmm. anything right now but mm-hmm. they do that is a strength that is absolutely a strength mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean you don't it, it, it does take strength to be able to say okay I can either be um, I can either complain about my situation be a yeah, and then walk yeah. around moping about it or I can make the decision the conscious decision to say you know what either I'm, I'm still going to have a great day Things can still turn yeah. around. There are choices I still have control over and can and can make that can um, that can create a better day for me. And so I'm going I'm going to do that within within my control and with what I can do. Um, and mm-hmm. I just you know I admire people who are able to have a, a good attitude, even like you said, when there is no reason to have one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. At- and I think the attitude really guides your day. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It's almost like it's almost like us taking our power and saying, you know, but I still have power. And so if if I woke up and things weren't going the way I wanted them to go, and this, I mean, this is we talk about leadership being a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not just talking about at work. Mm-hmm. We're talking about just in general. You know, the kids are acting crazy. Maybe the husband's acting crazy. Maybe the dog is acting crazy. You know, maybe you you got all kinds of stuff. Folks are sick in the family. You know, you finances, maybe they're not what you want them to be. I mean, you know, but regardless of all of that, your attitude, your positive attitude, your optimistic outlook on life is what can really make the difference. I don't know how many times, um, you know, people have not known anything that I've been going through simply because I refuse to let that um, control or guide my day. It's not to say that I'm never down or I'm never upset, but I mean, walking around kind of feeling sorry for myself isn't really going to make the situation any better either, right? Mm -mm. So, Mm -mm. yeah. And, you know, research actually shows that optimism Mm -hmm. softens the blow of stressful and disturbing life situations. Optimism Mm -hmm. also gives us the ability to regulate our emotions and allows us to have a cool head analysis. Mm -hmm. And I put that in quotations because, you know, it's, it's not always easy to maintain a cool head. Um, And, and again, that goes back to that sound mind, right? And why we associate this with sound mind, because you have to be able to think clearly. You have to be able to focus on what is important and, Life is going to happen, but if we allow yeah. it to knock us off track, so um, you know, and be and be so disruptive, certain things to be so disruptive in our lives, then we're we're never going to get to our destination. And so, um, you know, being able to get back up, like you said, um, I think another movie that I think of that I watched 
like tirelessly when I was younger was Karate Kid. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's another example of, you know, it just probably needed to die after like maybe the second or third or fourth one. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you know it's a good message. You know it's a great message. It's a great message. And and if you remember it, remember he had that wax on, wax off, and he would have them do all yes. of those crazy exercises and things that at first didn't make any sense to him, but then he knew it was developing discipline in him and resilience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. such a perfect example of how just life um comes at us sometimes and as leaders there's so many obstacles and barriers that we are constant that's constantly being thrown at us on a daily basis yeah yeah you know what it's it's um that cool head analysis piece and the regulating your emotions from a leadership perspective is so important because if we just think about being leaders and and whatever sphere of influence you may have there are going to be opportunities where you're going to have people who are opposing you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to don't agree with you. You're going to have projects that you're leading that aren't going to work out the way that uh, you had hoped they worked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you're going to need resilience to, to get through all of those things. And um, we talk about emotional intelligence quite a bit. Um, it's, it's a part of leadership. If you don't, if you can't regulate your emotions, if you're not self-aware enough, um, to know how you have what you're feeling and how your emotional energy is impacting others, then that's something that definitely as a leader needs to be worked on. But when you can do that, you can problem solve. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of resilience. Mm-hmm. A part of resilience is being able to be optimistic enough to problem solve. And optimism, I was listening to a um, TED talk the other day uh, for leaders has a lot to do with being able to find the yes. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the no. So even when you're facing difficult circumstances, where is the yes? Where is the yes? Where is the opportunity for growth? Where is the opportunity to um, to still be inviting, to still be that influencer? Because that's I mean, when you're a leader and you're facing tough times, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for what your reaction is going to be anyway. So mm-hmm. it might as well be that coolness, right? That emotional control that coolness and that ability to problem solve and 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 be optimistic I love that you said looking for that yes and I I would add to that you know a lot of times we may not get an initial yes but we are getting a not yet and it's so um you know, I think that's like just a third answer that oftentimes we, we oftentimes think is just a yes or a no. But I think a not yet happens a lot more than even a yes and a no, because um, t- timing is key. Timing is absolutely yeah. key when you are operating in a leadership role, you are leading teams, you are you are trying to lead initiatives and change. And so, yeah. um, you know, change, that's a whole nother topic that we can say for another oh, episode. But because resilience and change management or change leadership go hand in hand as well. And, um, and so I want to ask this question before, um, before we offer up some statistics around um, just kind of how important it is for us women to be resilient and just kind of the, the kind of what's the odds against us that that's happening right now in our in our environment and so the question I want to ask you Jamie um, and I want to touch on just very briefly is politics in the workplace and how 
<laughs> and I know that's that again, that's deep. Actually, we might want to put that as a separate episode, but I just want to talk about that just very briefly. Yeah. yeah. And how important it is to have resilience when it comes to that. Oh my gosh. It is so important. Like <laughs> I had to simplify it with just that statement. It is so important to have resilience when it comes to politics in the workplace. Um, it's not going anywhere. It's there. And um, and that is a loaded, loaded topic that I think that, I mean, we could probably even just have an episode called Politics in the Workplace. And I bet you it'd probably be the, the most listened to um, episode of all our episodes. I'm willing to put money on it because there's so much of it that happens on a regular basis. Um, but it's extremely important. I think at the end of the day, it, it, I, I think at, at a high level, having resilience with politics in the workplace means having the ability to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, meet at all times. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you right there because I can't take you any further than you're ready or willing to go. And I'm not going to force that. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to force it. And at the same time, still being pure and authentic within myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's where people kind of run into um, into issues where they're really trying to force upon other people certain things. And so yeah. um, and so, you know, whether it's it's an idea or whether it's a product or whether it's even, you know, a relationship trying to force that mm. on other people and, and not meeting people where they are. Um, you're right. You're, you're, you're not, you're not cultivating the appropriate environment um, in order for you or anybody else to be successful. Um, so, so let's, so I mentioned, we talked about, thank you for that, Jamie, because you know, what, I, you know, what, but I say, look, you just opened up a can of worms did, with that. One. I did. So, <laughs> And we're going to, and we are, you know what, if, if this is kind of piqued your interest, we are going to have an in-depth um, episode about politics in the workplace. But I think one thing that I also thought about real quick before we move on um, is the whole aspect around relationships and how relationships take resilience. Mm-hmm. And so um, when, we're, when, we're, when we're in the workplace, whether we like it or not, we are in relationship with people. Um, that, you know, some people we would choose to be in relationship with, some people we would choose not to. It doesn't matter. We're in relationship with them. And so learning how to be resilient in those relationships and to cultivate those relationships at all costs, mm-hmm. I think is, is another piece um, of that politicking mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, that I personally don't love, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. because I'm, I want real authentic relationships, but then I have to challenge myself to say, well, make them real and authentic. Oh, that's yes. Yes. And, and, and a lot of people don't know how to truly do that in a healthy way. Going back to that definition of resilience, it's also becoming healthier and doing things in a healthy way. Um, It's not, it's not beating yourself down or wearing yourself out um, or, or emptying your cup so that there is absolutely nothing left. And, and it's not about that. It's, it's really about, um, taking a healthy approach and so yes yeah. we will definitely put a pin in that <laughs> and talk about that That's later yes <laughs> so so let's talk about um the type of resilience we've shown as women and and so I want to kind of share 
some statistics and I know you have some statistics to offer as well, Jamie, just around this concept. So let's start with this. Women are 50.8% of the U.S. population and they earn more than 57% of undergraduate degrees and 59% of all master's degrees. Um, And they also earn 48% of law degrees and 47.5% of all medical degrees. And finally, which is really not finally because this this list can go on, but they account for 47% of the U.S. labor force and 52.5% of the college-educated workforce. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so although we've come a long way, I mean, we've done a lot of work as, um, as a gender, um, and um, we still have our work cut out for us. Um, about 52%, <clears throat> and although we hold about 52% of all management and professional-level jobs, American women lag substantially behind men in terms of their representation and leadership positions. Yeah, and and there has been um, long been significant racial and ethnic differences in the rate of women's advancement. Women of color are 39% of the nation's female population and 20% of the entire U.S. population. Yet women of color are only 4.7% of executive or senior level officers and managers in Fortune 500 companies. So we just laid a whole lot on you with that. With all those statistics, we laid a whole lot on you. But they're they're good because when I was reading this, um, what really struck me was um, not only are, are we extremely educated, Um, extremely talented as women, and we offer so much to the workforce, Um, there is a level of resilience that we need because um, that's not entirely being acknowledged. Those those credentials, the the talent that we bring to the table, it's not being acknowledged, Um, not to the level that it should be acknowledged. And so to fight that battle, um, we have to have a level of resilience. We have to be able to continue to talk about it, talk about these topics. Yeah, there might be people out there who's like, I'm so sick and tired of women talking about equal pay and talking about this, that, and the other. Well, we deserve it. So we're going to keep talking about it. And you yep. and, and, and we are going to continue to make it um, a demand because yeah. it's what we deserve. And you know, I think that I think that the day that we just shared um, shows that we do need to be resilient to continue um, to grow and and um, to continue to grow and to continue to um, advance. But at the same time, I think it also shows that we have been resilient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The resilience it has taken to um, be really the most educated in the, um, you know, in the country and maybe even in the nation in some respects. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that takes an enormous amount of resilience. And so if we've been able to accomplish that much, then there's no telling what 20, 30 years from now, um, where women will be 
And I, I just want to put this tad bit in that as women, because we are resilient and because we have accomplished the things that we've accomplished and because we're slated to accomplish so much more, we really do have to be the example. And when we become the, when we become the, um, I have been thinking about this a lot um, in terms of just growing as women leaders, when we become where we get to where we want to go. And in some respects, maybe we become the majority. We want to make sure that we're not participating in that reverse discrimination, but that we show the world mm -hmm. what fairness and equity really looks like. And the fact that we have the capacity to do it. Mm. Wow. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into our overcoming the odds. So let's go ahead and jump into ways in which we can continue to be resilient as women leaders. All right, so overcoming the odds. There are so many ways we as women can continue to be resilient. And we want to make sure that we're practicing resilience in our own lives, not only professionally, but personally as well. And so Jamie and I, we have a list of just different things we can do to continue to practice and exercise that muscle of resilience. And so the first one is be reflective. There is power in failure. And so we talked about this a little earlier when we went into our deep dive dialogue and how, you know, we've got, we've, it's okay to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes and we can learn so much from the mistakes that we make. Just as long as we take a, take a moment and we reflect on what we learned. I think oftentimes, you know, we can, we can tend to, as humans, we tend to um, make a mistake and spend more time you know, beating ourselves up about making the mistake versus spending the time and the energy on thinking about what we learned from it. And so there's power in um, that, that learning and the application of, of what you can do differently in the future. Yeah. Um, I love being reflective. I think um, as leadership um, and talent development practitioners and professionals. Um, we can attest that reflection is a powerful, powerful tool. Alicia mm -hmm. uh, and I went to grad school together. Alicia, remember when we were in grad school? Remember that assignment? It was actually one of my favorite assignments. Remember we did like this, um, we did a paper and it was about, um, we had to write about an experience that we had and then we had to write about the experience from different vantage points it was the um ex um i forgot i it the theory that we were writing about is is missing me here but do you remember that assignment it was kind of like talk about a situation and then talk about it from your vantage point talk about it from the other person's vantage point mm -hmm. that was do you yes. remember that? I do. Was, I do remember that. That was good. It was such a powerful activity for me because oftentimes when we're reflecting on something, I don't know if anyone else is guilty of this, but I know I've done this before. I'm only refre reflecting from my point of view. Mm -hmm. But this particular assignment said, think of a situation that you've been in and write about it from your own point of view then write about what was going on around you at the time, then write about it 
from the other person's point of view, what they were saying, what they were expressing. And now you really have an actual activity that can help you to really be objective and think about what really went wrong. It's okay for there to be failure, but can I identify what, what really went wrong? And can I also identify my action plan to make sure that I don't make those same mistakes in the future? Mm-hmm. So when we're being reflective, I think it's really important to be systematic in our reflective approach, mm-hmm. especially as leaders, we have a higher accountability not to just let these, um, let these opportunities and these failures just seamlessly pass us by, but to really dig deep into them and say, okay, what can I do to be better in the future? Mm, yeah, that that's good. And I would add to that, you know, so we, I work in healthcare and, um, and prior to that, I worked in customer service, I worked in retail. And um, there's this consistent theme around experience, and how it's important for us, whether it's a, called a customer or a patient, or even an employee, there's an experience that, um, that we have to understand that we're creating, that we're playing a role in creating for others. Mm-hmm. And as leaders, we are stewards of that experience for our employees and for our peers and even for our boss. Because just as much as we have the expectation that our organization or our our other people in our environment make it pleasant for us to work there, it's also uh, equal responsibility and even more of a responsibility if you're in a leadership role um, to create an experience um, that is pleasant for others, where people feel psychologically safe where people feel yeah. like they're growing, where people feel like they can provide feedback to you as their boss and that they'll receive feedback in a loving manner and a caring man- manner um, and in a consistent way too. So there's so many things, and I know this is not necessarily associated with the kind of uh, power of failure piece, but I think it's very closely tied to the experience and what you were talking about, Jamie. Oh, absolutely. And just the, just how we have the power to create that experience by, by having that time of reflection for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, well, I think it's right on point. I think that what you're sharing is when you're in that reflective piece, you have to know how to change the experience. Being able to change the experience for yourself and others is nothing more than resilience. And I think it ties into that never being afraid to try again, mm-hmm. always having that bounce back mm-hmm. effect in your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and once you, reflect, once you reflect on something, now that you've, re- now that you've done the, the appropriate process of reflecting, um, and you've done the deep work that reflection um, that reflection offers. Now you, you don't be a, don't be afraid to go back in there, mm-hmm. you know, and try it again. <laughs> you know, I mean, resilience is all about bouncing back. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it with with Rocky. Think, you know, don't be afraid to go back in the ring. You know, you got to go yeah. back in the ring. You got to finish out the fight. And so, um, you know, I, I I love that you that we 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 talk about how that is a part of really the foundation of resilience being able to try try again and you know what um it's it's so funny because what the thought that just dropped in my mind is that somebody that is listening to this podcast is probably like never be afraid to try again i don't have anything to prove you have a lot to prove (laughs) you have a lot to prove you have a lot to prove you have you 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 have what you have to prove is that you are um, an individual who is never going to be defeated. 
Mm-hmm. If nothing, and if you and, and you're not necessarily having to prove that to anybody but yourself, but you still got a lot to prove. Yeah. Well, and that's what that's called is when you have this idea of you don't have anything to to um, to prove. That's a fixed mindset. That's not a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. that's a whole that's a whole nother topic that it's we can dive into. But have, we can start writing this list down. We have the, the politics. Don't worry, I got it going right over here. So, fixed. <laughs> <laughs> don't do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? These are going to be some great episodes coming up. They're going to be some <laughs> great episodes. But that's ex- I just wanted to say that that's exactly what you describe when people think that they don't yeah. have anything to prove, and I don't have it. I'm not trying to impress nobody. You know that mentality is very much a fixed mindset. I mean, shoot, at least try to impress yourself. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, if you're not looking in the mirror and you're, and you're impressed with you, you got work to do. You got some work to do. You got some work. Um, and, you know, I think that goes into our, our next one. That is clarify your why. Why are you do- yeah. why are you doing what you're doing? Sometimes we are pressing in and pressing through and pressing hard on something and we don't know why we're doing it. And we're wasting at at times we, we tend to, we can be wasting our energy and effort on something that we don't even need to have resilience about. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're working way too hard right now. It's not even too hard. I don't know about you, but I've been in that situation. I've been in the situation. Mm -hmm. I'll even, I'll even say, you know, from a relationship standpoint, you, uh, someone used this. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And yeah. I, I thought it was good. That's a, I guess that's like a poker thing. I don't yeah, text yeah. Them, hold uh-huh. Texas hold them. I, I don't play cards, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't like the judgment. I feel judgment. Anyway, I don't do it. <laughs> but I understood the analogy. Okay, and you like okay. I got right. it. And we 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 get you. We gotta okay. choose our battles, and sometimes yeah. sometimes we're fighting fights that we're in the wrong ring. We're fighting the yeah. wrong fight. We're in the wrong ring with the wrong opponent. And so yeah. we've got to get out of our own way and we've got to get back to our why and clarifying that for ourselves. Yeah. And, and knowing your why makes it a lot easier to be resilient mm-hmm. because it's almost, I, th- I think that why is almost like that extra, that extra push a person needs. Mm-hmm. To say it's worth it, yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't know your why, you 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 just exhausted fighting for stuff. You don't even know why you're fighting for. You know, you should be fighting for it. Other people trying to figure out why you're fighting for it. You know, I mean, it's too much. (laughs) It's too much. And so, if you don't have a really good solid why, then you're you don't even have um, what you need to propel you into bouncing into that bounce back Mm -hmm. and 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 that getting back up aspect of your life and so clarifying the why is so important and that can actually also happen in your reflective process of you know okay why am I doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. that's so important yeah yeah so give yourself credit this is actually my favorite one and I say this is my favorite one because someone said something to me a while ago and it stuck with me and it was progress, not perfection is the goal. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. going to say that one more time because I felt yeah. that in my spirit when he said it. Yeah. Progress, not perfection is the goal. 
And so as a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> I, um, I really needed to hear that because yeah. number one, we all know that we're not perfect and we're not ever going to reach perfection, but progress we can do. We can make progress every single day. And yeah. we have to pause and give ourselves the that credit when we've made progress. We have to celebrate our progress. And we have to know that, use that as a springboard for the next progress that we're going to make and for the next goal that we're going to achieve. So, um, you know, taking a moment to celebrate yourself and to realize that, hey, at the end of the day, I'm, I look different than I did last week or last month or last year. I behave different. I have a different impact. I, um, I interact and engage with people differently now. I mean, all of that is worth celebrating. Yeah. And when we're, te- and when we're thinking about it from a leadership perspective, give yourself credit. I would even probably say give others credit. I think there's no, I, I think there's nothing more powerful for a leader, this goes back to that optimistic and being positive, right? Mm-hmm. You're leading a team, you're influencing a team. Things are not going the way that you know anybody wants them to go. Maybe people aren't getting along. Maybe uh, you know there was a major project that fell through. Maybe you all got a tongue lashing from somebody that was higher up than you, and it kind of messed. You know, it it, it kind of impacted morale a little bit. Well, there's nothing greater than as a leader to go in and say, you know what, guys, I know this doesn't look great, but let me tell you about some of the things that we did right Mm -hmm. and some of the things that we're going to keep doing right and and how these things are going to be the things. We're going to correct our wrongs. We're going to correct our mistakes, but let's focus on what what we've been doing right and let's talk about how these things are going to help propel us into our next win. I think there's nothing more powerful than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. And, And I think that also ties into living in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, um, you know, we get so caught up, like you said, in our mistakes and what we did wrong that we that we don't take the moment to live in the present and celebrate others. So um, making sure that we are um, living in the present and um, it, it also helps it. I think it kind of preserves our energy. <laughs> when we yeah. live in the present too because if we're thinking yeah. about yesterday and we're thinking about tomorrow they say you're not living in the present and so that that we that means we're we're dividing our energy and our attention and our focus on too many other things when we could just be focused on what's right in front of us yeah yeah um you know when i think of li- i i will share my favorite bible verse um yes i am a proud christian and i um, <laughs> go ahead. <Stay laughs> not, afraid. <laughs> not afraid to say that, you know, I know we have a lot of different, um, people listening to our podcast. And, and so, um, we love all people, all religions. And, and so, but I am a proud Christian. And so the, the, one of my favorite, favorite Bible verses talks about, um, why worry about tomorrow when you cannot add a single hair to your head, okay. like if you wanted to. Mm-mm. And so, um, I think that that's so fitting in terms of, well, I mean, there does get to, there does, you do get to the point where 
everything is kind of crumbling around, crumbling around you, whether it's personal or professional, you do get to the point where it's just like, hey, I'm just going to sit here in the moment and I'm not going to think about anything that's in front of me or behind me, but I'm just going to be okay with right where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's a piece about that. Mm-hmm. There is. There's really there really is a piece about that. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I mean, there's even proverbs. Um, there's even Chinese proverbs that talk about the exact same thing. Just living in the present, just being in the moment, just not thinking about what's next. Not, and I know like we live in this really fast paced world where we always have to think about what's next, but there's, I mean, sometimes it's okay to say, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Give us the next two, Jamie. Um, so the next two go to, go, I think the next two go hand in hand, embrace learning and take care of yourself. Embrace learning and take care of yourself. Wow. Well, I think that the embrace learning, um, we talked about that. I think we talked about just how when you make mistakes, there's so much you can you can learn from that. But then also um, outside of just making mistakes and failures and learning from that, you, you learn each and every day from from so many different people. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be a superior that you learn from. I mean, I learned from I learned from my children, you know, every single day I learned from my kids about how I can be a better mother. Every single day I learned from my husband about how I can be a better wife and a better listener. Um, I had to slide that in there. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, if he's listening, you'll get some serious brownie points. Oh, thank you. That like, is, that's you're right. Okay. <laughs> like, listen, hint, hint. I'm listening to you. What? <laughs> I heard that you said that I need to listen better. See, right? <laughs> and see, I'm listening. <laughs> gracious <laughs> but yeah I mean you're right I mean I completely agree embrace learning that goes back to that reflect that that reflective practice but I think um because we have so many learned behaviors that we need to unlearn I think that's why embrace <laughs> learning is important <laughs> but embrace learning and unlearning that's what it should say that's what we should oh, talk yeah, about like, there are some things, and you know what, we don't have the time, but you know, I think embrace learning has a lot to do with going with going to people who you know will tell you the truth mm-hmm. and learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, and 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 just you know, commit yourself that you commit to yourself that you're not going to take offense. Yep, that you're not. Yep, <laughs> you're just going to take it and say and, and let them know, no matter what you say, it will not be held against you today. Now, if it were me, I would have to say today and only today. This is your one day. <laughs> to get it all out because we're not revisiting this moment for a long time so <laughs> until I built my resilience up a little bit more we can revisit this but at this point yeah, right. <laughs> I can only take exactly. bite-sized pieces of this <laughs> right 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 exactly and, and, and guys you know what take care of yourself is pretty self-explanatory take care of yourself you are no good to others if you are not good for you mm-hmm. if you're not good you and you're not good to you mm-hmm. so wow 
I think that is a great wrap up to how you can practice resilience. So I think I'm going to just kind of uh, rehash a few of these and then uh, I'll have I'll have Jamie kind of rehash a few of them as well. Um, just so that for those of you who are taking notes, um, you uh, you can kind of get that review. So the first I'm going to cover the first four and the first four are be reflective. There's power in failure. Never be afraid to try again. You got to bounce back. Clarify your why and give yourself credit. And the last three are live in the present, embrace learning, and take care of yourself. Wow. So I'm glad that um, we, we talked about all of those because I'm sure we could probably come up with even five more um, when it yeah. comes to practicing resilience because there's just so much that we can do to, to do that. And, and I think as you find yourself practicing and walking, um, walking this out, you'll find other people noticing. And yeah. as they notice, they hopefully will be inspired by your walk and will continue to yeah. build their own resilience and become stronger um, in their own resilience. So we, we, we hopefully, we're hoping that this has um, even a further reach than just our listeners because our listeners are going to start walking this out. Is that, that's right? Are we right? That's right. Okay. That's right. We have, we fully expect that you'll be walking it out. All right. All right. We're going to hold you accountable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now it's time for our final thoughts. Okay. So this is one of my favorite parts in each of our episodes because it really just kind of boils things down every all of what we talked about because we talked about a lot all of what we talked about um, as it relates to resilience we boil it down into just a couple of one-liners and so um, would love to hear your final thoughts as it pertains to this topic Jamie absolutely so um When it comes to leadership, we often talk about a lot of leadership um, competencies, leadership traits, leadership behaviors, whichever term um, you feel most comfortable using. And we're always talking about how can you be a great leader? And so we have all these different things, um, all of of these different um, characteristics of leaders, basically. And so resilience is one of them. And what I really what what I really want to leave as my final thought is that it's not anything magical. Um, it's something that is very methodical. It's something that is practiced. It's a muscle, as we mentioned earlier. And it's something that takes a lot of mental work and a, a mental toughness. Um, there was a specific time when I remember I was trying to work out and reach a workout goal. And it wasn't that my body wasn't, uh, it wasn't that I couldn't do it. It was that I didn't put my mind to it to do it. And so when I did put my mind to it and I developed that mental toughness, that said, no, you're going to do this because you can and you're able and you have every capacity and every capability to do it. That's when I was able to do it. And so this is resilience is something that anyone and everyone can cultivate as long as you're willing to put in the work. Mm, Wow. Well, I think that is um, 
That speaks so much volume. And and the last piece of, of what you said just stuck out as long as you're willing to put in the work. Resilience mm-hmm. is work. It is yes. work. <laughs> it is work. <laughs> it is work, period. And it's it's it can be tire tiring and that's why it's good to have times where you rejuvenate and renew yourself. Um, yeah. that goes back to that taking care of yourself. So yeah, it takes work. It takes work. So what about you, Alicia? What's your final thought? So a couple of weeks ago, this this topic really um kind of took me back to a couple of weeks ago there was a message at church that um, my pastor spoke about and in the message he was talking about how pearls were formed and it really got me thinking about resilience because um, basically if you're not familiar because I wasn't familiar prior to to the message um, of how pearls are formed so just a little bit of background natural pearls are formed when an irritant usually a parasite works its way into an oyster mussel or clam As a defense mechanism by the oyster, a fluid is coated around the irritant. After deposition of layers of this coating, which is called nacre. Don't ask me. I don't really know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) A lustrous (laughs) pearl is formed. Cultivated pearls are formed the same way. So, besides (laughs) the fact that I don't know what that n-word is maker whatever that is I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly I love just the explanation and description of how a pearl is formed I'm like how how is that just not resilience right there just a description of resilience I mean when you think about it there are irritating things let's call it irritating things that happen to you in life that yeah. kind of try to again knock you off track, get you off your groove, try to get you to second guess yourself. Am I really a good leader? Am I really cut out for this? You know, there are things that happen in your life that that get you to do that. And then, as a defense mecha- mechanism, we, you know, you can begin to coat that irritant. Now, this is where that hard work comes into place. You can either yeah. coat it with negativity or coat it with positivity optimism and so that optimism that optimistic attitude that we were talking before talking about before you can begin to press through and say you know what yes that happened yes I don't know what that is yes I don't know how we got here but at the end of the day this is my game plan and what I'm going to do to address this in a positive way to show up differently to be a better leader than I was yesterday and that's where we become pearls And so I just think that that um, illustration is just so good and so much in alignment with what resilience is and what it does to us as women and as people, I would say even as people, as as even men too. And so um, I I wanted to offer that illustration to you because that's basically what it did to me. I had this aha moment and I was like, oh my gosh, I am becoming a pearl. And so all the times where I've made a mistake and I've maybe failed at something or all the times where, you know, I I just didn't show up how I wanted to show up. Those are times I can learn from. And those are times where I can begin to to really to really work on myself and become better than what I was before. I love that. I love that so much. And in the beginning description of the parasites, I mean, like 
that's exactly what adversity is. It's like a doggone parasite. It's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay because I'm going to, I'm a pearl and I'm going to put on that outer coating of positivity and optimism. And that parasite is not going to be able to eat, eat at me. Mm. It's just not. It won't do it. It won't do it. All right. So I think that's, that, that is a great way to kind of wrap up this topic. Um, Just with, with what you said about the hard work, Jamie, and then what I said about just kind of really how, how are we um, responding to the things that happen in our lives? And so um, we hope that this topic has, has really changed your perspective on how you are navigating the obstacles in your life. And, um, and we really hope that you're able to walk away, um, not even not just better than you were before, but thinking differently than you were before. Because again, this is associated with the sound mind component of our competency yeah. model. Yeah. All right. Oh, so love it, love it, yes. love it, love it. Yes. So, so let's go ahead and um, wrap this all up with our stay in the know. All right, so now it's time to stay in the know. We want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. As always, we love to hear your feedback. So go ahead and rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts for listening um, for those listening to us on Spotify. Of course, we want you to like our podcast as well. Yes, and be sure to follow us on social media and like all of our pages and our posts. Yeah, do both, pages and posts. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, although we don't post on Twitter very often. But nevertheless, go and follow us um, so that, you know, you can keep up with all of our wonderful posts and what's going on throughout the week. And don't forget to visit our website for all the latest updates about Us Women International and Unapologetically Speaking. So it's about that time, Alicia. Yes, it is. So we are going to do our send off. It's time to be bold, be courageous, and be unapologetic. (music) 